girlfriends it is that time it is that time for another interview and i am turned up for today's interview i'm looking forward to it and uh this is destiny harris and destiny tell me where you're from i totally forgotten where are you from <laughs> i'm from cleveland ohio she is from Cleveland, Ohio. So in a little bit, you're going to hear a little bit more, uh, a lot more from Destiny. So hang in there, girlfriends. Is this, if this is your first time tuning in to Girlfriend's Guide, uh, uh, Girlfriend's Chat with Angela Jordan Perry, I want to welcome you. Welcome and thank you for showing up and connecting. Also, make sure you connect with the YouTube channel, Girlfriend's Guide to Homeschooling, which is a whole different feel and flavor, but these are two sister platforms and then also educating our own. So you want to get connected to that as well on Facebook. So let me tell you a little bit about this platform and who I am. So this platform, Girlfriend's Chat with Angela Jordan Perry was birthed, you know, uh, back in 2016. And this is just to give voice not just, but it's to give voice to those who are of the African diaspora who are homeschooling their children to basically say hashtag we homeschool too and we are getting it done. Our children are thriving and it's an army that is growing. I'm so excited. Even just this year, so many are joining uh, the, this movement of home educating our own children. So welcome, welcome, welcome. If you are not home educating, if you're not educating your own child, hopefully Destiny will say some things to encourage you to say, hey, you can do it. And if you already are educating your own child or children, then prayerfully this interview will also give you the encouragement to keep going. I can do it. So Destiny's going to share some <laughs> insights. So this is what they do. They share their insights, their challenges, their successes, their triumphs, all the goods and success, you know, encouragement that they can give. This is what this platform is to do. So I'm Angela Jordan Perry. I've been homeschooling for 20 years, eight children, three of whom I've graduated, five I'm still homeschooling. I am now a love ma to a grand love. So we got a next generation coming up who's soon to be homeschooled. Really excited about that. I make my home in the state of South Carolina where my purpose-driven life is to make a positive impact on thousands of homeschoolers worldwide. And I'm just scratching the surface. I'm so excited about what's ahead. Uh, so. I start that journey of pursuing my purpose-driven life by giving families legal status to homeschool in the state of South Carolina. So I have members all over the state who have joined my association. They now have legal status to home educate their own children. And then in addition to that, my outreach into homeschooling is as I mentioned before, Girlfriends Chat with Angela Jordan Perry, this podcast, and then Girlfriends Guide to Homeschooling with Angela Jordan Perry, the YouTube channel, Educating Our Own. I have an online homeschool course. It's called thehomeschoolupstart.com. You can go check that out. It gives you all the encouragement you need and insights and how to's. My 20 years of experience putting to this online platform in the way of coaching and audio uh, video uh, coaching for you. And then uh, the other platforms I have, again, is all homeschooling, educating our own. Please get connected to that. That is an up and coming platform. Have some coffee um, business, just a lot of things I get my hands into. <laughs> but I, I, my, my drive and my vision is to see uh, people home educate their children and specifically those of the African diaspora. So that's a little bit about me. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Destiny Harris. Say hello, Destiny. Hi. So you all, girlfriends, this is Destiny Harris, as you mentioned, out of Cleveland, Ohio. So let me tell you a little bit about her. 
So Destiny Harris, uh, and I'm going to read it in her voice. So she says, <laughs> my name is Destiny Harris, and I have two sweet, silly, and energetic daughters who are ages 10 and 16. This is the eighth year of my homeschooling journey. As a single mom and business owner, I am constantly trying to juggle the demands of work school and motherhood. Yep, that's what we do. That's what we do. We <laughs> juggle, juggle, juggle. I have a bachelor's degree in business administration and master's in nonprofit administration. I enjoy traveling, reading, playing games, and spending time in nature. I believe the most important things in life are not things. So Destiny, <laughs> I have told the girlfriends a little bit about you. If there's anything else you'd like to share, please do and let us know how you actually got started homeschooling. Uh, there's nothing else that I want to share. I think you covered it all. <laughs> okay. I actually got started homeschooling. I, well, I was working a traditional nine to five mm -hmm. and my daughter at the time, my oldest daughter at the time was probably maybe five or six. She probably was in like kindergarten. And I came across an article in Ebony magazine. This is when Ebony magazine was still out. Uh -huh. So I came across an article in Ebony Magazine that talked about families, Black families that homeschooled. And I had never heard of Black families homeschooling before. I never even thought that was a concept for us. Um, I always had thought of it was something for white families did. So I didn't uh -huh. even know Black people homeschooled. Uh -huh. So this would have been in probably like 2008, 2009-ish, okay. um, probably when I came across this article. So it just kind of left a seed in my head. But uh -huh. I went ahead and wrote my daughter in school and then fast forward, uh -huh. she's in like the third grade and she's struggling reading and the school wouldn't offer me any assistance because they said she wasn't behind enough to offer mm. any type of intervention. So she was okay. just kind of like in this middle space okay. where she wasn't failing, but she wasn't reaching her potential and she couldn't really get any assistance. Okay. And so it just kind of created like a little jab in my side, like this is not going to be the best environment for her. And then I thought back to that Ebony article. So the week that she was supposed to start fourth grade, like two days, three days, something like that, before she's supposed to start fourth grade, I pulled her out of school. Okay. So I had nothing wow. planned. I didn't uh -huh. know what I was going to do. <laughs> I mean, so it was, I was really overwhelmed initially, but I just felt at that point in time that it was the right thing. Gotcha. for me to do okay um and so that's how the journey got started pretty rough it was a pretty rough start but okay. I've always been like a planner very organized that type of thing so I knew that I would be able to you know create something for her yeah and I've always felt very passionate about um what she learned and how she learned I just didn't I hadn't given myself I guess permission mm. to do that myself so I always mm -hmm. felt like I should be a first teacher um I was always concerned about her being falsely indoctrinated. You know, mm. those things were always yeah. in the back of my mind. Wow. Um, but I just didn't feel like it was something I would be able to do. I, I wasn't ready to kind of take that risk yet. Right. Or even think that I would take a risk like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and, and you know, that is the reality for all, most of us. I mean, you know, most of us who are of African diaspora, number one, giving ourselves permission to say, I can educate my own child mm -hmm. and um and realizing too you do have everything you need within you're equipped to do so mm -hmm. yourself and to do it mm -hmm. well can you tell us what exactly was in the ebony magazine do you remember what were some some key things in that magazine that article that made you think okay uh you know what i need to consider this what exactly did you hear or read well 
it was like they profiled two or three different families and okay. these were pretty large families too they were probably like they had at least four or five children and it wasn't necessarily anything um i think just the idea of educating my own child okay appealed to me so when i saw that families were doing it i had never knew that was a possibility when i went to undergraduate school i i I was choosing between either majoring in business or education. Okay. Each of them kind of sent you on your own separate track. So I went ahead and just went with business, but education and teaching has always been something that I considered doing. I just never knew it was an option to do it for your own child. I just never knew it. So when I saw that in Ebony, I was just like, whoa, this is a possibility. So it just opened my eyes, gotcha. but it was nothing like the, I think they were like highly achieved children. I think somebody had graduated at 15 and, they were doing things that traditional kids wasn't doing in school, but that didn't really appeal to me. It was just the fact that you could educate your own child Beautiful. that appealed to me. So not the outcomes, but just the environment that you could create in your own home appealed to me. Yeah. So when you first got started, you said it was pretty rough and kudos to you because just, you know, two weeks before the year's end, you're like, okay, we're done. We're out of here. I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to do something. Two and, days. Uh, two days. Later three days she's supposed to start school I decided you're not going to school this year okay okay yeah, so. <laughs> so so um you just was like okay we're going to get started two days before uh, mm-hmm. she's supposed to be going back to traditional uh public school and right. you decided to homeschool and you said it was rough so take us to what that first year looked like with um your child I felt blind okay. I felt blind like I didn't know where to start I didn't know how to create a lesson plan. I think initially for the first couple of weeks, I was just trying to recreate school, if you will. Yeah. Because I didn't have a model. You know, I hadn't went through Mm -hmm. the detox process. I hadn't went through de-schooling. That's right. All of those were foreign concepts to me. So I'm just trying to like recreate school and, you know, teach the subjects that I felt like was important for her to learn. And at this point too, when I'm starting with her, Mm-hmm. I also have um, her sister who was like three or four at the time. A little, so I was, yeah. You know, a baby. I mean, not a baby, but to me, she was my baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have her, so I'm still trying to figure out motherhood and then trying to create, you know, plans and schedules. And, you know, so my first year, I definitely overbooked. Like the initial schedule I came up with, I think was like an eight hour day, just like you would see in school. Because yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know you didn't know. Better. You didn't know. And she, this was, she was fourth grade by this time, right? Fourth yes. grade. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, yeah. So total yeah. mess, total, but it was you in a survival mode. Uh, you, cause you, you survived. You're yeah. now eight years later. True. true hey, yeah. you survived. Right. Um, so what was it, at what point did it things, or how long did it take for things to click? And you're like, okay, I'm getting my stride. I'm getting, did you reach out to some other resources? Did you just figure it out on your own? Tell us what that transition to, okay, I can keep doing this thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, that first year definitely was a lot of, you know, just self-reflection and in my mind failures because I created this schedule that I couldn't meet, you know, and in hindsight, it was just, too aggressive of a schedule so for me I constantly felt like I wasn't measuring up um but I did go to YouTube and I watched you know videos of other families and and started to realize that there were different philosophies towards homeschooling and then I think what really helped me change my mindset was realizing that I could kind of create my own definition of education Mm, because initially 
you know, I was just following, you know, the, the path of, I want her to just get a good job. You know, that was all I knew, you know, you yeah. go to school so you can go to college and so you can get a good job or create your own business, you know, something like that. So that was my definition, if you will, of success or of a good education for her. Yeah. Um, so during that first year, thankfully, it wasn't as clear as it became over the years. Right. But during that first year, I realized that I get to define what education was for her. Mm-hmm. And that really kind of liberated me. Yeah. And that's, huge. And, and that's huge. And that's freeing. And when you and that is a huge mental shift. Mm-hmm. When you realize that is, you can, that is, you have that ability to choose, formulate, create what education would be and not just what someone has told you what it needs right. to look like or what has been before you. And right. this is what it looks like. That's right. very empowering. So uh, I'm going off script now because you're saying so many things. Mm-hmm. This would normally be something I would <laughs> leave for the, uh, the t- teaser talk, but I just think you, this is so good um, that I want you to just dive into it a little bit. What did your education philosophy, I say that, what did it end up coming to? And maybe it's still morphing. So I say for mm-hmm. right now, where, mm-hmm. where is your educational uh, philosophy for both of your girls? Um, it's, it definitely is still evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the, their, my philosophy really centers on them um, being self-sufficient, yeah. having a very strong sense of who they are, specifically as Black women, who they are, of African descent, Black women, you know, Mm -hmm. who they are, um, and making sure they understand that they need to make a contribution back. So Mm. I'm not really raising them to be individualistic and thinking. Um, I want them to understand that they owe something, because we, as we get get further along in the talk, I can talk more about, you know, what our days look like and things like that, but I want them to understand that they owe something to the ancestors that came before them yeah. and they need to leave something for unborn black children that's coming. I love it. That just gave me chills. Like for real. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. So I want them to kind of understand that. So it, for me, success would be them being able to be independent, Mm -hmm. them not, um, you know, compromising who they are, them not having divided, divided loyalties, Mm-hmm. to their race, you know, things like that mm. would be a success for me. Them mm-hmm. being entrepreneurial, making their own money and not depending on anyone to give them money, but them creating their own income, multiple mm-hmm. streams of income, that would be success for me. So equipping yeah. them, you know, in those ways, mm-hmm. our subjects and what we learn. And then mm-hmm. ultimately just kind of, mm-hmm. I look at them as like being plants, you know, okay. whatever divine instruction is inside of them, you know, yeah. putting them in the position in an environment where they can become what the creator wanted want them to become because ultimately i'm just trying to support that but right. i'm excited to see what they become and what they do too so right right because it's a new adventure to you like you're looking too okay yeah. Uh, yeah 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 i know what their interests are but yeah. ultimately what they do with their life i'm excited to see that too yeah beautiful that is that is well said and so eloquently said i love it i love that you took us in that direction um so while your first year was a hot mess <laughs> and third too. <laughs> Second and third. Okay. And it sometimes it'd be like that, but you know what? Um, kudos to you because if the first, second and third was a hot mess and you didn't quit. So, I mean, that success now, eight years later to it, that shows your determination and that shows that your belief and what 
creating that educational environment for your child can look like your children can look like. So um, that was your, evidently your driving force. So kudos to you. Um, Take us to uh, your, let me see what I want to ask you from that. Cause now I kind of get myself out of the, mm-hmm. the group of how I use ask. So if that was your, what it looked like for your first year started, take us to your worst day of homeschooling that while the first and second, third <laughs> years were a hot mess. Um, the first, this worst day could have almost took you in and it's like, I'm done. I, I yeah. don't think I can do this. Take us to that day. Um, I had a number of those days actually um, because I also that first year, don't ask me why, but I also started my business that first year. And that first oh. year was also the year that my children's father got deployed. So okay. a wow. lot was going on in that yeah. first year. So I'm starting yeah. a brand new business. Mm-hmm. Like we started homeschooling in September. I started a brand new business in December. And at that time I had a storefront and things like that. So okay. it was crazy. And I would say when I had bad days, Mm-hmm. I can't think of any one particular day that okay. because there were so many, just okay. being honest, there were so okay. many days where I was just like, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. Maybe I should come back in school, but I yeah. knew I would just be having that voice, but never did I actually consider putting my children back in school because wow. I felt like that would have been the worst thing possible. Mm-hmm. You know, so okay. I never actually ever seriously thought about putting them back in school, but I definitely questioned if I was doing the right thing. Okay. Um, and, and those questions came primarily when I wasn't prepared. Okay. You know, most of the time it was on me. It wasn't anything that they were particularly doing. You mean prepared, like the school day prepared? Yes. Is that what you mean? Okay. Yes. In terms of not planning um, out the lesson, planning gotcha. what we would discuss, not having the materials ready, mm-hmm. um, going to bed too late. And, yeah. we're getting, you know, for, for us, as much as I love the, you know, the sound of unschooling, like that fits my vibe and my flow completely it just doesn't work for me in terms because I know it's important you know to know I was learning style but as the person is kind of facilitating that process I yeah. need structure <laughs> like okay. I cannot just yeah. be kind of like oh you know so anytime that um I didn't have structure set uh-huh. for our day right. things just did not um go well okay. and I remember sometimes if you know you say we, we spent a lot of time on something and then I was to ask them a questioning about something they didn't know I was just like mm-hmm. oh my god you know not realizing it's just kids and mm-hmm. you know in traditional schools children don't always remember information that you went through but I just remember in certain points feeling like you know are they really getting it and am I good at what I'm doing like am I right. like, you know so a lot of self-questioning um went into play but yeah those days where it just felt like I can't do this anymore mm. um were often it would definitely often because I was very I felt alone too it was like an isolating thing you know when you homeschool that's why I think what you're doing is so beautiful you know creating a community of mothers that can listen to other mothers and know that they're not alone I think you know what a wonderful job to create this type of you know community that you created but it was a very isolating and lonely process so Mm. a lot of times you know I would be feeling these things but who could I talk to about them nobody was in my situation Mm, oh that definitely compounded you know how I felt Um, But definitely those worst days where I just felt like, oh my goodness, am I doing the right thing? Definitely came because of a lack of preparation on my part. It wasn't anything particular that they did. Gotcha. Okay. So that's a huge, that's a huge takeaway uh, for you all who are thinking about homeschooling or maybe you're new and you're like, "Uh, you're, you're, you're trying to stay above float, uh, you know, stay afloat on the water. Look at your preparation. Are you planning well? Are you 
you know, having a game plan for the next day, for the next week, or some right. kind of simple game plan for the next month that might be too far advanced. But, um, and I've heard other guests, uh, interviewees say the same thing. So think about your planning. Um, so that's a great takeaway. Tell us, uh, Destiny, what is your most memorable day or time or season of homeschooling where you felt like, uh, I mean, it can almost bring you to tears when you think mm -hmm. about it, like, okay, wow, this is why I do what I do right here. This is why we're doing this. Take us to that moment. Um, before I do, I just want to say something about what you just mentioned about okay. um, not being prepared. I will say that one of the reasons that I wasn't prepared, and I hope other moms hear this, is because I was overpacking our schedule. Mm -hmm. it, was, I was, it was too much in the day. So I, I had like six or seven things that I wanted to do each day with them. And again, our day was kind of planned out where it was like the seven, eight hour day. That was too much time. Yeah, yeah. So I would tell parents, keep it simple, you know, keep it very basic. You know, it's a, a marathon, not a sprint. I was trying to run a sprint. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. So I had, un, you know, unrealistic expectations on myself yeah. as well as for them. Yeah. So for both of us. So, you know, just really not. Be, being realistic about what needed to be done gotcha. and worrying about trying to do too much gotcha. but my um best day actually happened this year and I feel like the story is really very simple but uh -huh. it meant so much to me so we were in the park me and my two daughters and we were going for a walk and they kind of we made our way to a creek so a lot of times with them I use a lot of um comparisons between like plants and them and just you know how we are connected with the nature and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff yeah so we were on the bank of like the creek and you can see the roots of the tree they were exposed so I was just kind of trying to have this teaching moment this summer and I was just like you know remember we're connected to them when we breathe they take in our oxygen and vice versa and you know, talking about our veins and the veins in the leaf, just doing all of these comparisons. Mm -hmm. And so then I was like, it, cause I was kind of stumped. I was like, I was like, what is our parallel to the roots of a tree? You know, and I was trying to, I was actually asking a question to myself as well. Cause I had made all these other connections. Yeah. So I'm like, well, what is our parallel to the roots of a tree? And my oldest daughter without missing a beat, this, and you have to understand she's my free spirit. She's the one that I worry about a little bit. Okay. Like she's in the, she's in the cloud. She's a dreamer. She's into music acting. Um, so when she said, I was just like, Oh my gosh, she has been listening to me. She has been getting it. <laughs> so I said, well, what is our, you know, parallel to the roots of a tree without missing a beach, just like our ancestors. And I was just like, Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Everything that I've been saying, what we've been talking about, yes. you know, it, it connected it, it, with it, her right there yeah yeah, yeah, yeah she yeah. realized that our ancestor is our roots and i yeah. i mean I, w I hadn't even you know considered that right so that was definitely a day where i felt like we're gonna be okay this is that's <laughs> beautiful this is gonna be okay and then another example that sticks out is for my youngest daughter mm -hmm. um i think we had been talking about like business finance something like that mm -hmm. and she was we were in the house. She saw some kids walking past and she ran around the house and gathered up all these snacks and juice boxes and mm -hmm. things like that. Ran outside mm -hmm. with her little box and started saying she was started a store instantly on the porch. What? Yeah. She was just yelling. She, She's like, juice boxes, you know, cooking. Was she selling it? She started selling it. And she made <laughs> $2. Now she didn't, she didn't have the great 
been the greatest business since yet. She sold it's her okay. boxes for like 10 cents. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> she sold her pack of cookies for like 10 cents. Yeah. But she wasn't afraid. She ran out there. She had a little box. She even made like little deals. Buy one, get one free. She just Cute. did it on the spur of the moment. Right. And made her little $2 and she was so excited. Um, $2 is better than free. I mean, you know, right. zero. <laughs> she just gave it away. So yes, $2 is good. Yes. But she, you know, she did that just on her own. Right. You know, she, I guess she's a father kids, realized she had something in the house. She was resourceful. Love it. And just and went out and sold and yelled and marketed her little box. Love it. Out there. So yeah, those Good are like job. my success days. <laughs> yes, that's that's beautiful. I love this. Girlfriends, if you just turn it into uh girlfriends uh chat with Angela Jordan Perry, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm glad you have found us and are you returning to this platform where every week, pretty much every week. Uh, a new uh, interviewee is sharing their wisdom and nuggets and insights. And it's, it's so encouraging and so refreshing. Even at, you know, I've been doing it for 20 years. It still just encourages me because I'm still, I'm still homeschooling five and it, it encourages me with renewed vigor and excitement. And it's just good energy to be around. So uh, stay connected with girlfriends, uh, chat with Angela Jordan Perry and be sure to share. That's what I wanted to tell you. Hit the share button and share it with others because you just never know who might be like Destiny who feels isolated, who's just getting started and like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And um, these uh, interviews will be and are a lifeline to many. So Destiny, thank you for sharing and, and giving your insights and wisdom and nuggets. So this part of the show, we're going to transition. These are some questions to pick your brain and, um, you know, they don't have to be super long, but you know, just insightful uh, and just, uh, you know, tell us what you think about these things. So uh, what is your favorite quote, Destiny, that has, you know, that helps you through your homeschooling journey? Um, the one that instantly comes to mind is comparison is the thief of all joy. I can't remember who said it. Um, mm -hmm. I think the gentleman who runs uh, Kamali Academy, I might've heard him say it, mm -hmm. but I feel like that, especially with homeschooling is so appropriate because if we are measuring, especially, I think I mentioned like how I initially watched YouTube videos and things like that. Yeah. So if you're watching other moms who, you know, it's fine to get inspiration, but I think the problem become, at least for me, it became um, where I was trying to be like, oh, well, I'm not doing this. I'm not teaching robotics. Let me go teach robotics. You know, right. I was. <laughs> uh -huh. Yes, yes, yes. My child needs to know French. My child doesn't know French. Let me go teach French. You know, I just was trying to figure out like, you know, I don't want my child not to be, be behind. I was so yeah. concerned yeah. about you know, taking on homeschooling, what other people would think, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, if, and just the fear of them not knowing something. And yeah. thankfully I'm at a place where I'm, I know it's okay for them not to know, but for yeah. the longest, my fear was like, oh, they don't know this. They don't know that. They don't yeah. know that. I was just so worried about what they didn't know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I realized, and there's plenty of things, a lot of things that I don't know. So not realizing that it's okay not to know and that life is going to always be a learning process you know this yes so much of knowing yeah so like, again, all this pressure on myself like you know they don't know this oh my god you know this person know about planes oh they don't know about planes i mean just <laughs> <laughs> i hear you i totally get it and that's one of the things i say in my online course you know you started so abruptly you didn't but even in that even if you start abruptly or if you have had time to plan and think about it you know come up with your own homeschool philosophy what is it that you want for your children and and start with the end in mind 
what yeah. how do you want them to be shaped and fashioned what does the education like you came up with you know your own educational philosophy what does that look like and then after you formulate that stay in your own lane and just let that marinate this is what we want it to look like and this is what we're going to how we're going and when you see other people just say hmm, is that gonna that is important to our philosophy and and pull as you need, but oh, don't grasp everything because that's what we yeah. do. We really do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's definitely what I did. So, you know, comparison to the thief of all joy mm -hmm. is so true. Mm -hmm. and, and just not, I think very much connected to that is the fact that don't worry about, you know, what other people are thinking or how yeah. other people view your children. Yeah. You know, really just focus on what you know to be best for them and mm -hmm. not being ashamed or afraid if they don't know something. Well said is that's well said kudos that's excellent do, do you plan to homeschool all the way to the end destiny i do yes and your girls that they don't they're on board how they think uh, yeah it. my oldest daughter did mention she wanted to start taking um online classes mm -hmm. and with everything that happened with corona this year it didn't work out that way but hopefully next year she can because i don't know if this this is a countrywide thing but they have something in my state called college credit plus where they can start at like a community college while they're in high school and oh, get yeah. college mm -hmm. credits. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we want to apply for something like that. So basically, ideally, next year, her senior year, she'll start taking English and math at this mm -hmm. community college. Yeah. But yeah. pretty much she she's okay with not going to a traditional high school. I thought about putting her in one only because she is artistic and they have like a performing arts school. Right, here. right, okay. And she loves acting and singing and that type of thing, but she didn't express much interest in doing that once we talked about it. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Is there something unique that the Harris family does something unique to your homeschooling that just, you know, this is the Harris family thing uh, that, you know, maybe other families don't do. Um, well, our homeschool is African centered. And so we have what we call like a barigani, which is kind of like our unity circle in the morning. And we pour out libation and we go over a proverb each week. Mm -hmm. And we have like um, an ancestral type of hero that we study specifically. We mm. connect that with like a character trait. So okay. we may spend the week talking about commitment. Because again, for me, my philosophy has evolved so that it's not just purely academic, but yeah. I'm very much concerned about wh what type of women they become, you know, who mm -hmm. they grow up to be. Yeah. So we talk about, you know, what it means to be a committed person, or we may talk about loyalty um discernment maybe something connected to an ancestor so you know we may talk about ida b wells yeah, yeah and we'll connect ida b wells to a character trait and then mm -hmm. there's some type of african proverb that's in there mm -hmm. um so we do that and then we have um womanhood lessons once a week you know what does it mean to be a wife what does it mean to be a mother what does it mean to be a young lady how should you carry yourself mm -hmm. how should you conduct yourself as mm -hmm. a woman mm -hmm. you know so i think and then all throughout, you know, all of our African studies, you know, in my approach to studying history or social studies is coming from the context of where were we as a people in relationship to World War One. Gotcha. Or, okay. you know, so that's how we cover or geography, you know, yeah. is all kind of come from that paradigm. Beautiful. So, yeah, I think that's different, I would guess. Beautiful. Yeah. What are some um, resources or curriculum that you feel, you know, every homeschool family should have, or particularly those of the African diaspora? What do you have in your library we need to know about? <laughs> <laughs> um, I do. I, I mentioned Kamali Academy. Mm -hmm. uh, he has some interesting resources that, because we are African-centered, um, speaks to some of the things that I teach. Um, I've, one of the things that's in my library that I feel like, um, The Miseducated Negro, I think is mm, a good one. Yes. 
that yes. should be in your library. Yes. And anything about Dr. Amos Wilson. Yep, those are the same names. Some uh, my last guest mentioned, or two guests before that, she just mentioned the oh, okay. same, same, same book. So, all right, you done heard it twice oh, okay. in a month, girlfriend. So make sure you get these books: Mis Miseducation of the Negro and Amos Wilson. Make sure you have these uh, resources in your library. You done heard it twice in a month. All right. <laughs> so, um, what are what is the best piece of advice that you received on your homeschooling journey um, that has helped you to stay? you know, moving forward um, that you'd like to share with the girlfriends? Um, I would have to echo what I mentioned about it being okay not to know something. Um, and that, because I think that applies for your children as well as for you as the mom on this journey. It's okay that you don't know how to create a schedule. It's okay mm -hmm. that you don't know exactly what you're going to do next year. Mm -hmm. Okay. If they don't know something, you know, not to be worried about any shame or guilt that may come because you, you get it a lot if most people's children are you know in traditional schools you know sometimes people try and compare or ask questions yeah. and things like that yeah and um just you know as i'm just evolving into my own woman and things like that i realize you know that's their consciousness that's not something that i need to address or answer for Excellent. um so, wow. yeah i would just be okay with not knowing and not being afraid to say you know i don't know something no, and no. then trying to equip and give my children a voice to say they don't know either and not being yeah. embarrassed or afraid to say it yeah well said that's beautiful all right so destiny we're on the last question okay. the million dollar question are you ready i'm ready okay so destiny if you had to start all over again today, number one, but you have your current wisdom, knowledge, convictions, insights, your freedoms, what would be the first thing you would be sure to implement this time around or something you would be sure not to do this time around? Um, I think I've said it a couple of times, so just be repeating myself. But I would, I would get rid of perfectionism. I guess is the way for me to sum it, sum it all up. Okay. So included in that would be not watching a lot of YouTube. I would probably recommend. I think that I would probably recommend. Um, for me, okay. I would have defined my own view of education before I looked anywhere else mm -hmm. for answers. That, that would have been the number one thing mm -hmm. I would have done is figured out what I wanted education to look like yeah. and probably played a little bit more, not had as much, you know, academic focused. Um, I feel like if I would have defined my own education, I wouldn't have wasted a lot of money on curriculum. I wouldn't have overcrowded the schedule. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have just had all this stress that was associated with educating when it should be a journey and it's not mm -hmm. like this end process, you never end it. So, right. Right. You know, just kind of having my own definition of education, I feel like would have liberated me a lot sooner in this process and yeah. made it um, easier. Yeah, I agree. And with that, what are your thoughts about, you know, because if you're in liberation, then what I'm about to, about to ask you won't be an issue at all. But what is your thought when you hear people say, oh, my child is eight. I need to know, and I, I guess eight to 30, I don't even know great age. But you say, they say, I need to know what third graders are doing and what they should know. And um, okay, well, my child is first grade. I need to know what first graders are doing and, and all of this. What, is, what do you think about that concept yeah. of, you know, staying age to knowledge or grade to knowledge base? 
yeah I early on I subscribed to it like that first year Mm -hmm. but again at this point in time no I don't subscribe to it at all because I feel like you got to think about just in general my children don't even like the same foods you know what I mean like one of them like cereal with milk one of them don't like you know cereal with milk I mean they're different one like peanut butter and jelly one like peanut butter and honey so this one size fit approach and I get that there's developmental milestones like I that's not lost on me but I feel like um, for me, I would reject anything about, well, every third grader should know this because what that does for you is create this whole comparison thing. So and if your you child doesn't know it, now you're looking at your child sideways like, oh, is something wrong? Come on, no. come on. What's wrong? Right. You have to know right. this stuff. You got to get this. Yeah. Right. It creates yeah. too much drama, whereas you need to just let your child blossom and grow at their own pace and become what they want to become think of again i always use plants with my children a bamboo tree is underground not peeking out the ground for five years and then after that five years that bamboo tree jumps up i think it's like 50 feet or something like that yeah so it's underground for all those years that's right and if other if it was trying to compete with other plants you know (laughs) i mean you just you gotta no comparison yeah just let your child be who your child is so i would reject anything like that now but i, I, I did look at one of those books once okay. um and i definitely felt like okay well my child not doing this so we need to work on this you know i was trying to drive everything towards those deliverables that was in that book yeah versus just allowing them to just grow and become who they were destined to become so yeah yeah i, I wouldn't subscribe to anything like that i would recommend not not reading it and again that goes back yeah. to not succumbing to the pressures of society it's so yes. much mental that you mentioned about your mental state yeah in being a homeschool mom you cannot be concerned about what everyone else is doing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you gotta be and i get it you know you like well they gotta go up in the world and they have to you know, make a living and how will they compete? They don't have to compete against anyone. They're competing with themselves. They don't have to compete with no one else. So I nuggets, nuggets, yeah. <laughs> Those golden nuggets. Absolutely. That was well said, uh, Denisa. Thank you so much. Listen, are, is there any last words of advice? I mean, you have been given nuggets of advice, advice, advice. Is there anything else in there that you <laughs> want to say or share uh, to, that the girl's friends can walk away with? I think That's the main great. thing was just, you know, those main ones about, you know, and I, I, I hope these are advice. I hope this is helping mm-hmm. other moms because I know um, when I've listened to your past podcast, mm-hmm. certain things I've heard have definitely helped me. So I hope um, that other moms are one, giving themselves um, a break, not mm-hmm. being too hard on themselves. Yeah, um, They're doing the best job that they can do. And it's, it is enough. It matters. You know, yeah. like I said with my oldest daughter with the little root analogy that I gave, it doesn't seem big, it may not seem big, but it was big for me because it yeah. internally, it let me know. It was like confirmation that everything's okay. And I don't have to put so much pressure on myself. Absolutely. So I would tell moms not to put so much pressure on themselves, not to overcrowd their day. Um, that's not to say don't plan or have some type of game plan, whatever that looks like for you, Yeah, you know, right, right. Um, but definitely, you know, take it serious in the sense that you need to be prepared and, and, and create an environment that's conducive to learning. Right. Um, but you don't have to be doing a million things in every day. Take it slow. If it's, if this is your first time, definitely take it slow. Um, three or four things, that's an accomplishment. Being consistent, I think is so important. I think it's be- more important mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. having these lofty goals is can you consistently create a day that smoothly go, you know, where you have certain flow uh, routines or rhythms in your day that right. happens regularly if you can consistently do that i think you'll feel better 
because most of us as moms are judging ourselves by, you know, how, how much did we complete? Right. But if you can just have some type of rhythm in your That's day good. that happens regularly, I think you'll feel comfortable with your progress. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well said. Well said. But listen, girlfriends, you are the average sum of the five people you hang out with. And this hour, you have been hanging out with Destiny Harris out of Ohio. <laughs> Homeschooling mom for eight years to two children. This is a mama who abruptly jumped into homeschooling <laughs> and made it happen now eight years later. So listen, continue the momentum, keep up with that momentum, keep connecting with other positive resources that you can draw from that's going to encourage you on your journey connect with girlfriends chat with angela jordan perry the podcast connect with girlfriends guide to homeschooling i have hundreds hundreds you know i'm about 150 close to 150 now interviews that you can just listen to and every day be encouraged on your journey this is what this platform is for and then you be that positive resource that other people can can draw from when they're looking for community you be there and um, share some positive insights from your reservoir. Even if it's not a lot, something positive, right? (laughs) (laughs) So make it happen. So Destiny, thank you so much for taking up your time and and sharing your nuggets and your wisdom and insights. I mean, definitely nuggets, no doubt about it. So I'm sure people will walk away from it. So um, very encouraged and enlightened and, um, you know, awakened awakened to some thoughts, new thought process. So absolutely, they're going to do that. So Girlfriends Guide to Homeschooling with Angela Jordan Perry, Girlfriends Chat, appreciate you and thank you for giving up your time, your resources um, to pour out to others here on this platform. So thank you very, (laughs) very much. Appreciate you. All right. So girlfriends, um, you know, as always, I tell you that to remember to teach a child is to touch a life. And as we homeschool, we not only touch a life, we shape the future through our efforts of homeschooling. So keep making a positive impact day after day, year after year, plan a little bit more like Destiny was saying, you know, get some things in place and have some general idea where you want to go and just see how things blossom. You'll be surprised when you look back, man, when you started for a year, you know, your first year and to where you may be headed, you, you look back and it goes so fast and you'll be surprised that, you know, the, the destination that you are on and headed towards. So stay encouraged and uh, stay connected, okay? All right, peace, everyone. Until next time, uh, be sure to check out Destiny Harris on the YouTube channel where you're going to hear now her teaser talk. That's what we're going to dive into now, her teaser talk, which would be totally opposite from her, um, her interview here on the podcast, okay? Girlfriends got to homeschooling on YouTube. All right, peace. Thank you. Angela Jordan Perry. Bye-bye. Thanks, Destiny.